Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. One of the knocks we frequently hear about being an entertainer in Acadiana is that if you don't play Cajun or Zydeco music, you're not going to work. If it's true that the exception proves the rule, you're not going to find a bigger exception to that than Flip Orley. Flip doesn't play accordion or fiddle, but he can make you play one. Flip is a comic hypnotist. Flip has been entertaining audiences for 30 years. Although he lives in Acadiana, it's possible you've never ever seen Flip's show or even heard of him. That's because he's hardly ever home. I've been trying to find a date that Flip is in town to get him to be a guest on Out to Lunch for over a year. Today, we've finally pulled it off. Flip Orley, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome you to Out to Lunch. It's so nice to be able to be here. There are, of course, plenty of places to see Cajun and Zydeco music in Acadiana and all kinds of other music as well, from rock to classical. But there's only one venue in Lafayette and only a few in the world where you get to hear music accompanied by the sound of ten pins being knocked down. That spot is the unique Rock and Bowl. Rock and Bowl opened in downtown Lafayette in 2018. It's a live music venue, a bowling alley, a bar and a restaurant, all in one place. Although on paper it sounds like these very different activities would compete and detract from each other, in real life it's the opposite. At Rock and Bowl, bowling, live music, dancing and eating feel like they belong together and make for quite a unique night out. The owner of Rock and Bowl is Johnny Blancher. Johnny, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me here. Sounds like going to be a fun show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Flip, comic hypnotist is not a job description that you run across too often. Thankfully. <laughs> I mentioned that you're never here because you're always out of town working. So let's start with some nuts and bolts facts about the life of a comic hypnotist. When you're not here, where are you? How does your professional life get put together? Do you have managers and agents who book you around the country? Wow, there's so much to unwrap there. Um, let's see, I used to have a manager and uh, he was like he was like a dad to me. And, um, and we were together for like 15 years, and then he passed away. So that's the sad part. Okay, so we're going to take a moment. And then, so anyway, he, he was like, I was, I was unwilling to, uh, to replace him because he was, to me, not replaceable. So I now do my own booking, although I have tons of agents around the country who, when they call me and they say they've got work, then I take it. Um, but I, I contact clubs around the country. The more I work, it seems like the more work I get. So, for instance, So I most did, people rebook you. Yeah, not only that, but like I'll do a show, for instance, at the DC Improv, and then uh, two weeks later I'll get a call from XYZ Company where the CEO saw my show, and then he wants to hire me for like a corporate event. So I just find that, that um, and this has been years in, in, in sort of the discovery process, but as it turns out, I make more money on stage than I do in my living room watching uh, TV. <laughs> It's a heck of a concept. I mean, you know, it took me a while to figure that out. Sometimes you just have to wake up in the morning. It, uh, it like it really helps. That's a struggle. I it tell be... people all the time. Do you know I um I worked in Michigan first time ever at a place, and I can't think of the name of the place, but it was uh, it was a comedy club, and when I got there, it was a bowling alley. 
and I had never ever seen that before. And I think you must do it really, really, really well because I've heard great things. But in Detroit, where people mm-hmm. can be angry, right? Nobody at my show actually wanted to see the show because yeah. everyone was bowling and they were they were just waiting for a lane. Well, and I mean, it's better than the. I mean, if tomatoes are thrown at you, it's a lot better than a bowling pin being thrown. That at is absolutely or a bowling true. ball. It's just so weird to like be in the middle of doing something and you hear, you know, Costco party of three, and all of a sudden, like people would just get up from the front row and you'd, like go look for a twelve-pound ball. I, I'm done with this. Let's go try the balls out. Johnny, rock and roll isn't new to Lafayette, but it's not a new concept. For right. a quarter of a century, rock and roll has been hugely successful in New Orleans, which is not a town that's short of music venues or, or entertainment options. Given that you have a proven concept, if you were looking to expand the business beyond New Orleans. There's a number of directions you could have gone in. You could have franchised rock and roll. You could have opened in a major music market like Los Angeles or Nashville. Of all the choices you could have made to build out the brand, why did you choose an expensive renovation in Lafayette? Do you just like Acadiano? Or do you have encouraging market research about the growth of the Lafayette economy? I did a lot of research and I found out that there was a uh, hypnotist here in Lafayette (laughs) (laughs) that could make it funny at the same time. So, no, I mean, really, it, it's cultural, uh, it's family. Uh, you know, my mother's from Vermilion I say, Parish. did you have experience yeah. of Lafayette? Is it somewhere yeah. you used to it, come? It is, it is. I mean, I grew up coming, you know, being in and out of Lafayette my whole life. Uh, you know, being in and out of all of all over Acadiana. My, my family are rice farmers and crawfish farmers and mostly cattle. Uh, and so, I, I, we... It wasn't foreign to me. I felt like it was a culture that we, you know, had so a So was the decision, where do I want to live and then open a business there? Or was it, where oh, do I want wow. to open a business and I should probably live it, near It was there. definitely a business decision, but this is a heck of a place to raise a family. I have kids. You know, I have a, a junior in high school and a, uh, an eighth grader and a seventh grader. Girl, girl boy, girl. You know, and so I, it, there was definitely the family part. And my wife had, had gone to school at USL uh, for a short time before she did transfer to find me in Baton Rouge and, at LSU. But, uh, you know, again, it wasn't foreign. And then Katrina was definitely a defining moment. We ended up, you know, evacuating here. And it, it, it just totally opened our eyes to this economy. It totally opened our eyes to the people here uh, in a different way than just, you know, when you're a tourist, and which is essentially what I was for the, for the first – 40 years of my life or so, 30-something years of my life, uh, you know, visiting. And then all of a sudden you're here for an extended period of time, and you, I just, we just fell in love with it. So two hours away from New Orleans, it made a lot of sense for us to try our first uh, – go at expanding here in Lafayette. So when you chose the downtown location, did you buy the entire building or just the floor you needed? And Yes, we bought uh, we bought the entire building. So it, we bought a five-story office so, so building. So what's happening above that you? That was, was actually a bank. Yes, it <laughs> and was. And then turned it into a rock and bowl. So what happens on the floors above the rock and we, bowl? We lease them. We have uh, businesses that are there uh, daytime, and, uh, and they have a, a good spot to get a drink after work and... Uh, or maybe in the middle of the day, slip down and have a meeting, and uh, you know, so it's a it's a really great atmosphere to work in. Uh, but it also has a good symbiotic relationship in that, you know, the businesses that are there daytime they're gone uh, by the evening, and now here come the the cars and in, in droves. Thank God. And, thank uh, God. <laughs> 
they, uh, you know, so it's working. It's working great. Good. Flip, yes, let's ma'am. take you back to sixth grade when apparently oh, you God. bought a book called How to Pick Up Girls with Hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. Did that book work? Um, he just so, couldn't spell rehypnol. So. <laughs> Actually, they didn't, they didn't, no, they didn't have roofies back then. And, and I, I, couldn't get a, I, I couldn't get a girl to drink a Long Island iced tea. Which is really the go-to. He was um, in sixth grade. I actually had not heard of... You were advanced. I was advanced. I, um, so I asked a girl to go to a dance with me, and, and she, she said no. And then I said, I said, why? And she said, because I like you too much. And it's really, it was my first introduction to... Oh, girls are awkward. Like, we're impossible. Girl, I, I love women, and, and it's a curse. I mean, it, it truly is a curse. I, uh, I have, on more than a few occasions, tried to will myself gay, and it has not worked. No, most recently, right. my, my was that the awkward silence moment. <laughs> on radio I've just, just given them enough space to edit <laughs> yeah. so they can cut that line out. That's all. <laughs> so, so, so no, so so because she said I like I, I I like you too much, and that's when then I, I I made the discovery that when you're on the buddy road, the friend guy, zone, yeah, then you're not getting on the dating road. And um, as luck would have it, in the day, my my friend used to steal his dad's um, adult magazines. <laughs> and I saw an ad in the back of one of those for a book called How to Pick Up Girls with Hypnosis. And did it work? I, I read it cover to cover, and then I got on the playground uh, one day, and I was, trying to be, I was trying to be very suave, very debonair, right? And so I'm looking to her in, in the eyes, and, and I'm like, look in my eye. <laughs> and she, she's like, what? I go, shh, 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 look in my eyes. And she goes, you're kind of creeping me out. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm trying to be just really mysterious and then she because kicked, that's how hypnotists were in those I, days. In my mind, they were, and and then she kicked me in the groin and she walked away. <laughs> so, so I. And at that time, you thought I should make a career of this. I well, you know, as a, I didn't realize at the moment, but evidently, I'm into fetishy sex. So who knew? <laughs> I, uh, I'm into S and M. I don't, you know, no, it's so. <laughs> I I kept thinking there hypnosis has to be real, but this book must not be good information. And so I contemplated my future while in the fetal position on the playground. So no one will forgive me if I don't ask this. Is it real? I get asked that question all the time. Um, And I'll tell you what I think, and then I'll leave it up to you to believe what you want. It is real. Hypnosis by itself means very little. I mean, hypnosis really doesn't mean anything. It's a technique whereby you communicate with people to help them... um, uh, uncover their creativity, their imagination, their emotions. And, and if you really think about hypnosis in, in a broader sense, if it weren't real, why are billions spent in advertising? If you don't think it's real, why do, for instance, when you go to the movie theater uh, and the, the bin is full of popcorn, but they, when they see people coming in, they start making more popcorn because they're appealing to your senses. So I've even been told, and I don't know if it's true or not, but that, that they actually have fans blowing the smell of the popcorn outside the Absolutely theater. Absolutely, there are. Because, again, you're stimulating people's emotions. That's housed in your unconscious mind, and your unconscious mind can be communicated with directly through a technique I feel like we're getting pulled in, don't you? It's like this. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm, He, I was gonna just hire him to bring people in the rocking bowl. Now all I I realize now, I just need some popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) So what made you choose comedy hypnosis? I mean, I think we've already answered the question by how much we're laughing, rather than helping people give up smoking or lose weight. You know what? So here's here's what I've discovered about people. I just put that together. Good job. (laughs) A lot of people want. A lot of people want a magic pill. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
like so they go and these conversations have taken place ad nauseum so so like a gal coming to me goes make me stop smoking and i go oh you want you want to stop smoking well my doctor said i have to stop smoking okay so do you want to stop smoking well my wife is always complaining that i need to stop smoking okay so so you want to stop smoking well my kids are always on my case and, and I go, so I'm, so I'm not going to work with you. There's a trend here, yeah. And they're like, why? I go, because I asked you three times if you want to stop smoking, and three times you told me no. Yeah, and if you don't want to, it doesn't right. matter what yeah. they do. I had a lady came up to me in Washington, D.C., and this woman was really an angry, bitter woman, right? Which is... Unusual. Com- com- no, it's completely... No, it's absolutely my wheelhouse. Where did you meet her? <laughs> and she goes, uh, she goes, hey, hypno boy, make me lose 30 pounds. And I go, I go, What? And by the way, she called me Hypno Boy, which I thought was weird. I, right? I kind of That's like kind of Hypno fun, Boy, though. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm running with Hypno Boy. Yeah. And it's she goes, oh, Instagram but before handle. you start, she goes, but she goes, before you start, I'm not going to diet and I'm not going to exercise. And I go, well, so you, you want to lose 30 pounds, but you're like, you're not willing to make any changes in your life to accommodate weight loss. And Would she, she consider losing a leg? Yeah, exa- well, exactly. She started waving her fingers in my face, which I call the international symbol for hy- hypnosis. Which you, 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 can't, you, you can't see on the radio, but she was going, she, she goes, just do your magic. Right? So, so then I looked her in the eye, and as soulful and deeply as I could, with, with a great deal of emotions, I go, ma'am, the best thing I can do is I can help you think you lost 30 pounds. And then, and then, she, well, I mean, and, and then she called me I names. thought the end of the story was that she had, she had just, all you really needed to do was just let the two 15-pound balls... She was oh carrying. my god, that would have been the best. Yeah. That would have been the best. Just so, drop the two 15 pound bowling balls, lady. So I, you know, I mean, I work with people occasionally, but I only work with someone privately when I think I, I, I work with people for two, one or two reasons. Because I believe they're really ready to make a positive change in their life, or I work with them strictly out of irony. Uh huh. Now, I'll give you one very brief, quick story. <laughs> lady has a, a, a lizard phobia. Right? No big deal. The, the part that I thought was ironic and the reason why I worked with her is because she worked for National Geographic's magazine. <laughs> and she said every time she even saw a photo of a lizard, she would fa- fall on the ground and convulse. And, and so I worked with her strictly because of the irony. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with comic hypnotist Flip Orley and Johnny Blancher from Rock and Bowl. Johnny, we have to ask you some questions. You grew up in Rock and Bowl. Did you yes. always know that you would go into the family business? Was it like as a kid dreaming no. of like one day I'll have my own Rock and Bowl? No, no, no. That was never. <laughs> I, I mean, all I wanted to do at the time was play baseball, and uh, you know, of course, I was working with my family and enjoyed every second of it. I was never. You know, some kids. You want one day all this will be mine. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but I also didn't look at it as a chore. I mean, it was it was always fun, you know, to go out to go to Rock and Bowl and help Dad and and work wherever he wanted me to work. Uh, you know, son, go go run behind the bowling machines and fix the machines. Go go clean up the spills on a dance floor. Go bartend. Go sell bowling shoes. Go, you know, whatever it was. Short order cook, but. Yeah, no, I never thought of it as that's what I was going to do. I mean, that was an after-college thing. Came home and uh, walked in Dad's office, and the GM at the time had just put her in, in her two weeks, and he's kind of sitting there like, man, this is bad timing. And I said, no, nah, I can I can help you this summer before I go to law school. <laughs> 
I'm glad I didn't ask for the hypnosis to stop me from going to law school because I really didn't want to. So in the days of social media and apps, I know that you use a lot of apps to run your business. You use Guest Center and you use an app mm -hmm. for your ticket sales. And mm -hmm. I expected all of that. But then I saw you also use an app called Cattle Facts. <laughs> called what? Cattle Facts. Cattle Facts. Like, cattle Facts. Like cattle. Cattle, yes. yes. So Cattle Facts is this great app that provides you with uh, the price of oil. The among many other things that cattlemen use it for, but one of the things that I use it for is like the price of oil, the price of soybeans, the price of corn, the price of cattle, uh, hogs, chickens, eggs, you know, all the, so basically it's a commodities app that kind of gives you up to, up to the minute what's going on in the commodity trades. So I, I'm completely, and I apologize you for jumping confused, in. You look is cattle facts something that just an app you use, or does, is that involved with rock and bowl? Yeah, it is. So what happens is is that when we, obviously everything that we purchase uh, from a, on the food level, uh, you know, it, I know ahead of time when He knows when to put moving. beef on the menu. So when, when do I... When do I buy lots of soybean oil? When do I not buy lots of soybean oil? Uh, you know, did, did, when, did, should we buy all the uh, eggs for bread pudding for the next two weeks right now? Uh, should I wait a couple of weeks? And, you know, I, can I have never heard a restaurant and, owner talk yeah, about I'm this ever. I'm constantly, you know, trying, looking for the angle to buy. Um, I absolutely had no idea. Like, the direction I thought you were going in... <laughs> Was like, for instance, someone was going to order like a burger, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then the price of like beef went up on the cattle facts, and and suddenly, yeah, so now market like, as price he, all of a sudden. As he's hits, ordering the burger, it went yeah. from like eight bucks to twelve bucks. He's like, whoa! That would be a beautiful thing. I would love to be able to do that. That's where I thought you were going. No, I'm, I don't do that too. Flip and Johnny, I may be in trouble, but this is the part of the show we call your brother-in-law. You're finally enjoying a bit of downtime at home when your phone rings. It's your brother-in-law. Usually he only calls to see if you can get him free tickets to a show you have no connection with, but this time it's different. This time he has a business proposition. Flip, your brother-in-law says he's got an idea that will keep you in town so you don't have to travel. The Flip Orley Theatre. He says there's all kinds of state tax incentives and local tourist funding options that would let you take over a building and turn it into a performance space. You could do your show and bring in comedians and other entertainers from out of town who don't usually come to Lafayette. Your brother-in-law says he's prepared to quit his job and work full-time on starting up the Flip Orley Theatre. What do you tell him? Well, I'd say, first of all, why are you calling me? Your, your, your sister and I are divorced. <laughs> Let's just imagine that you're still friends with your brother-in-law. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, because the whole time I kept thinking he doesn't talk to me anymore, so I, I, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I forgot the question. Would you, would you consider having a theater here named after you rather than traveling so people came to oh. you rather than you went to them? So, so my dear friend calls me and he says that he wants to go into business and... <laughs> Yes, you're different. Yeah, um, would I do a theater here? I, uh, God, you know, I don't. Yes, I would. However, I don't think that that a, a community as small as Lafayette and surrounding areas would support my show and my show only. So when you added in that, I would be able to book other comics. Um, would I like to own my inter own entertainment value, uh, venue here? Yeah, and then and then what I would do is I'd call Johnny up and I'd see if he wanted to put some bowling in there. <laughs> and 
No, you know, I mean, honestly, I, to be, I think I think I think Johnny's doing it right, and I mean, he's he's got all kinds of entertainment and different options and things to keep people coming seven days a week. And um, so, if Johnny offered you a residency and you were here three nights a week, would that stop you traveling? Would you be? It wouldn't stop me traveling, but it would it would keep me in town three days a week. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for that, didn't I, Johnny? Yeah. yeah. It was served up. <laughs> Johnny, your brother-in-law, your... <laughs> Flip's, I actually do have one, by the way. Flip's brother-in-law calls you. And he says Which is much more likely. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's a great idea for bringing rock and roll worldwide and making a ton of money. Online gambling. First of all, you've got the draw of live music acts to attract an online crowd. On top of that, now that some forms of online gambling are legal, people at home could bet on the people bowling. The fact that they're not professional bowlers makes it even more unpredictable and fun. Your brother-in-law says he's happy to get rock and roll streaming and gambling set up online and show you that it works. What do you tell him? I'd ask him if he had the right number. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, this this brings up. I haven't thought this totally through here. <laughs> I need but a little more time, time to think through this online gambling stuff. No, I'd love to do online gambling in uh, rock and roll. So we That'd could watch great. the people bowl in yeah. and judge by what they're wearing and everything, whether we think they're good, and bet on them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking of all kind of different over under lines we could go with. You know, over and under um, how many pins? Of course that. That's a that's the standard line, but you know, over under how many drinks before that oh, lady's like that. standing on the bar stool and uh, you know, dancing around in a hula hoop. We could have an online host if if we knew like a, you know a comedy hypnotist, he could be the face <laughs> of rock right, and roll. Right, right, right. He could just be the voiceover <laughs> online. Yes. You kinda. know you're obnoxious when you get kicked out of a bowling alley, and so. Um, <laughs> I used to I used to go that bowl. To you, huh? Oh my god, a few times. I used to. Uh, I used to go. Have you ever been kicked times. out of an entire city, though? Uh, like, Saint Martinville. Saint, you were kicked out. Of, I was kicked out of Vale, Colorado. Really? Mm-hmm. I was told I had to leave Vale. Well, actually, I made a deal with Saint Martinville. They asked me True to leave, story. and I promised never to come back. True story. How do you get kicked out of Vale? Apparently, you can't you, you can't dance better than Coolio, the rapper Coolio. It was a it was a Coolio problem. Coolio's the mayor of Vail? No, but apparently he has a lot of stroke in Vail. Really? We were, the, the Wetlands Festival, this is the most bizarre story on the, uh, maybe. You know, it's not even the most bizarre story on, we've heard today, no, so carry on. on. I mean, on radio. So uh, the Wetlands Festival right after Katrina got moved to Vail, Colorado, because Tab Benoit knew somebody with the Fords. I don't remember. I don't know how it all happened, but. They they offered the Ford Amphitheater in Vail, for so we pack up all our bowling shirts, figuring we need somewhere somewhere to sell them. So we drive to Vail, and we're there all day selling bowling shirts. Towards the end of the night, we jump on stage with Tab Benoit, just like we always do. We're throwing bowling shirts at, and we decide to take our own shirts off, and we're throwing those off. And Coolio gets on stage; he's dancing around, and we were better than him. And the the ladies in the front row were like pulling on my brother-in-law, myself, and my father, and not Coolio. And then all of a sudden, they, the police came, grabbed us, pulled us off the stage, told us that we had to leave. I said, okay, we'll leave. No, 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 you have to leave Vail. <laughs> so wait, you have, we have to leave Vail? Yes, sir. You, 
we, this type of behavior is not acceptable in Vail. I said, well, <laughs> we don't want to come back anyway. So, we, we were, we, you know, I had altitude sickness anyway, so I was ready to go. So let's get back to a little bit of talking about business. <laughs> How do you want to this leave is this a business show? <laughs> I don't. So, so real, quick, real quick with bowling. My friends and I, you know the game of horse and basketball? Mm-hmm. We used to play horse at the bowling alley. <laughs> But evidently, uh, bowling alley owners don't like the game of horse in a bowling alley. Johnny, how would you feel if people showed up and started playing horse? Come on over. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to get kicked out of rock and bowl. It's a lot easier to get oh, kicked I, out of Vail. I feel like you, it was just a challenge to flip then. <laughs> Geographically, Acadiana is a small area, but in a business sense, we have an extraordinarily wide range of activity. Other small geographical areas like Silicon Valley or Austin, Texas, are well known for their successful businesses in one particular field. But here, we have all kinds of enterprising people who are running successful operations in fields as diverse as oil, jewelry, music, bowling, and hypnosis. Flip and Johnny, you're both in your own ways enormous assets to Acadiana. It's been great to spend some time with you. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you, Alan. Thank you so much. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been comic hypnotist Flip Orley and Johnny Blanchard, owner of Rock and Bowl. You can find out more about Flip's comic hypnotism and Johnny's Rock and Bowl by following the links on our website, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morell. Our researchers are Anne Christian and Ali Coates. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsacadiana.com, and on our It's Acadiana Facebook page. These photos were taken by Lucius A. Fontenot. You can find out more about Lucius at lafphoto.com. You can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get podcasts, including Spotify. And you can find all of our podcasts at itsacadiana.com. You can also keep up with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You'll find those links on our website, itsacadiana.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe Vermilionville is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur, Nice Guy, is written by Mitchell Foreman and performed by Mitchell Foreman and Andre Michaud. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana and Dustin Ortego from The Opportunity Machine. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from the Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Cali's Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants. <laughs>